Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinny Rock Podcast. What up is the Vinny Rock Podcast? Real quick, let's talk about these sponsors and then I'm going to get to it because I got a lot of time today, but I want to hit on an important subject that's in the news right now. But here, first, core medical group. I'm telling you right now, erectile dysfunction, ED. That's if your penis doesn't work the way it probably should. If you need help, if you want help, I can send you the information or you can go ahead and hit up Core Medical Group on their Instagram and ask for information. You can tell them I sent you. Either way, I want to make sure that you guys are having a good and healthy, strong sex life. Also, they do TRT. Check them out. I promise you'll love them. Uh, If you guys need the information for TRT, you could also hit me up too. However you want to do it. I'm discreet. I don't give a shit. I'll give you all the information you need. Ask questions. Maybe I can improve your life, your sex life, your physical, mental, and and emotional well-being. Let me know. That's Core Medical Group. GMR Gold is that subscription-based gold that just had a friend pick it up, and he said he loves it. I promise you this ain't a trick. Uh, It's a really cool system. You can invest some money in some precious metals, put it away. You'll have it forever. You can sell it down the road, whatever you want to do. Either way, GMR Gold has what you need, a subscription-based called the Bullion Box from 100 to 200 to 300. Your choice. How much you want to spend per month on a box of precious metals. You'll love it. My kids love it. Trust me. It's dope. Promo code Rocco. Let them know. Barry Law. Barry Law is a is a law firm that'll help you get your VA benefits and what you deserve. You can hit them up at ptsdlawyers.com backslash Rocco. You can hear my information and who I am and what I'm all about. You can also get a free book that talks about your compensation. So trust me when I say this, all you veterans out there that are like, man, I think I can get 10% more, 20% more, 100% more, whatever the hell it is. If you really think you deserve it and you want to get lawyers on your side to help you get what you deserve, hit up Barry Law. Let them know I sent you, okay? Trust me, these guys are dope mother effers. Perseverance Survival is the home of the original Wobby hoodie and Ranger panties. They got tiger stripes, they got them all, and they got BDU colors. They got this, they got what you need. I actually am thinking about making some Vinny Rock podcast silkies. Hey, Perseverance Survival, if you guys are listening, let's make some of those. I want them for myself. You guys should make them for everyone else. Willie Pete's Chocolates, it's a, it's a small company making chocolates out of their home, sending them directly to you. It is 100% healthy and safe. You guys will love them. They got from mild all the way to hot. Scoville units, I'm talking spicy chocolate. It's one of the best things out there. You hit them up, WillyPeetsChocolates.com. Oh my goodness. You guys want to learn how to build guns? You want to build guns in the comfort of your own home? Well, you can do it. You can use your GI Bill. You can use your vocational rehab money to go to Modern Gun School. You go to check out Instagram if you guys have more questions. It's at Modern Gun School. Or you can check out www.mgs.edu so you guys can sign up for your distance learning armor school paid for by the VA or vocational rehab. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. That's what one of my drill sergeants used to make me say. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Over and over again. But I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I promise if you don't use this, you're crazy. Use your benefits and use them at Modern Gun School. All right. 
Don't forget some of my other sponsors are just the companies that I run with and I own. You got Hero Sports, nonprofit. Go check them out if you're looking for sports in the veteran space. We play softball most of the time. COVID obviously hit us hard, but we're at, we're back at it. We're doing our thing. You got Warfighter Tobacco. They can ship you cigars directly to your house. You let them know Big Poppy sent you. You got Lead Singers Whiskey. Check at a store near you. If you're not sure where to buy it, we can tell you in a city near you. Go hit up the fucking Instagram page or the Facebook page. Alpha Elite Supplements is a company that I use uh, and I love. It is veteran-owned. It's a, it's a Green Beret company that is owned. Alpha Elite Supplements, you guys can hit up Rocco 15 for your 15% off. And that is all for now. I'm going to jump off here and start talking about what I need to. My, my sound engineer guy always forgets to add something cool to that, and I keep telling him, but, you know, he keeps missing it. But either way, he's dope. If you guys need a sound engineer for your podcast ever, let me know. Oh, my goodness. So a lot of the news right now, right? Um, it's a crazy time, but I want to talk about my basic experience with use of force policies, right? Um, when I say use of force, in the, in the military, they call it um, rules of engagement. In the, in the, in the Border Patrol... Uh, it's called use of force and law enforcement is called use of force. All right. I'm talking about, you know, George Floyd. All right. This incredibly sad and extremely unacceptable behaviors by these law enforcement officers. And obviously, well, look, I don't know. We're going to only time will tell and see if these guys get what they deserve. It's a hard subject for me because I am a former law enforcement officer. Okay. So someone wrote, earlier today, and, and I fucking think they were dead on, is you can support them and still critique people that abuse their power. I support law enforcement. I support law enforcement, obviously, because I was law enforcement. I still would be a cop right now if I was able to get hired here in Utah, but Utah has these dumbass rules where they won't allow me to be a cop here, so fuck it. I'm not. But either way, you have an individual who is... In handcuffs, and if you guys who are listening don't know this, this is why I'm trying to explain this to you. At no time, someone in handcuffs, are you authorized to do what they did? The threat has de-escalated, right? And now you have them in your possession, right? He is controlled, he's in a controlled manner in handcuffs. At no point did they need to have three men on top of them and to include one with their knee on his fucking neck. It's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And I'm just saying right now, I think everyone, even in law enforcement, looks at that situation and say, what the fuck happened? How did it get to that point where you had three people on one man and not to include the other one just standing there and watching and at no point... Not one of these four thought, hey, let me go protect my battle buddy and say, yo, get off the dude. I'll take it from here. So there's this interesting thing in the field, and I've seen things happen in the field, right, where guys get energized and kind of over the top freaking excited about a situation, right? Whether it's a use of force situation that things got elevated, you know, tensions got escalated and you have to engage on someone physically with your hands, right? And you, you grab them and you slam them to the ground for whatever reasons. 
And at some point when you know you have control, you're supposed to de-escalate that situation, right? In law enforcement, they call it a use of force continuum, all right? What a use of force continuum essentially means, here's the, here's the aggression that they're showing you, and here's where you can elevate to. If someone says, fuck you, cop, that is not lethal force. I cannot pull out my gun and shoot him in the fucking face, right? So there's a continuum. They want to be, they want to say, fuck you, cop. I can say, okay, cool. Because at that point, they're showing slight aggression, but nothing that is a threat to me in my situation at all. Okay. So now explain the use of force continuum. You can escalate force to meet and match their force or a little bit above that force, you can gain control. It's kind of like fire superiority in the military, but in law enforcement, it's really like um, taking dominance of the control of the situation. Meaning, if someone wants to pull their arm away from me to avoid arrest, that doesn't mean, again, I can pull my gun and engage. There is no lethal force. The only time a law enforcement officer can pull their pistol into a point of aiming it at you and pulling the trigger is at the point where they feel that they are in a life and death situation. Okay. Now who's going to define that life and death situation? Well, that's for the courts to decide. That's for the law enforcement, um, department to decide, right? That's why they have cameras and everything. It's kind of the checks and balance of people just making dumb decisions. Okay. So now I'm going to explain this to you. If I am a five foot five law enforcement officer who is wrestling with a six foot six long, uh, a man breaking the law. If I am the five foot five cop fighting for my life from a six foot five guy, at that point, it is up to the determination of the law enforcement officer to feel that he is in a life and death situation where at that point where he can pull his pistol and pull that trigger. Now, that is how it is on paper, right? Like you can, if you feel your life was at, at, at risk, and I'm not saying to protect anyone. I'm just saying this is kind of how it is, right? This is how it's written. This is how usual force continuums are. Like a woman would probably be able who, who who is not as big as a giant man. Well, there's a difference there when she, at one point where she feels she is at risk of losing her life. A guy like me who's six foot one, 250 plus pounds, and I'm, I'm taking away 30 because, you know, I'm trying to be nice to myself right now. But I'm saying a 256 foot man like me gets pulled over by a cop that is only five foot four, no fucking muscles whatsoever. If I stand up and bow up to the dude, you know, he's going to feel that pucker factor and be like, yo, if this dude wanted to pick me up and drop me on my head, he could. Now he can't act on anything until I start making advances and attempting to do something that could potentially be life threatening. Okay. So, as I said before, if I was, he was going to try and arrest me and I pull my arm away from him, that already is, I'm, I'm denying him that opportunity to arrest me. So, there is an aggression there. So, he should escalate his threat with something that is less than lethal. So, sometimes in law enforcement, they can say, at that point, you can use a taser or you can use a baton. You see what I'm saying? That's the small escalation of force that he would do because I escalated my force. Right. And at the point where I can turn around, if I grab this officer by his belt, that could potentially be asked for lethal force. Because if now he brought a gun to the gunfight, I could potentially fight for him, take his gun and shoot him in the face. You see what I'm saying here? That point, he can say, yes, this is a lethal force situation. I have to escalate. And he could pull out his gun at that point and take and and, and take shots at me. Okay, until it gets to that point, he should have only used his less than lethal 
rounds, right? So it could be, you know, a taser, it could be his, his baton, whatnot. So this is kind of how use of forces is kind of put together in the law enforcement community. It is escalation of the threat. You escalate to match that threat and a little bit above that. So you can gain superiority. Now, what we see here in this video is the gentleman is in handcuffs. At that point, everything should be de-escalated because genuinely, what the fuck is this guy going to do? He's not going to do much. He's in handcuffs. If a dude wants to run, I would probably follow behind the dude a little bit and then pull him down again, right? There's control mechanisms we can do here. There's things you can do to keep a guy in control while he's in cuffs. You can sit him in certain positions. You could just put him in the back of the damn truck. He might be a big dude and fighting you, whatnot. But in the end of the day, what real harm do you have? What real actions can a man like that do in handcuffs, hands behind his back? So for whatever reasons, these law enforcement officers were nervous, uncomfortable, and felt the only way they can control this individual is all three of them laying on this dude and one cop just protecting his buddies. I feel bad for the cop that was standing there protecting his buddies because it's this weird dynamic of this, like you don't want to be the guy that doesn't support your buddies, but at the same time, yo, you might face prison charges because you didn't stand up for what you should have. There's integrity. When you wear a badge and you wear that freaking uniform, it should be to protect and serve. And at that point, he should have stepped in and said, hey, I need to protect this individual because right now, all three of you are out of line. That's a hard thing to say yes in the moment, but it takes a special individual. He should have said it. Somebody should have done something at some point in those law enforcement efforts And the three men on top and the one man standing there pulling guard, someone should have identified we are way out, way out of our jurisdiction here. We're way out of our our regulations. We should not be doing this at this point. We should get up. We should control the situation and put this man in a position where he can be sitting in the back of a cop car and we can go on with our fucking business. So at some point, no one stepped up and did their due diligence and do what they should be doing by wearing that badge. It's a fucked up situation. It angers me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig deeper into this. I'm saying all this now so you guys can understand. Why? Okay. Why? Why, as a law enforcement officer, would you ever be uncomfortable in a scenario like that when you have everything on your side? You have the manpower you have the use of force, you have everything in your power, what happened? Okay, and and I'm going to tell you, this whole issue that we've had with law enforcement um, in the past however many years of police brutality, I put air quotes right now, and and all these other issues of a lot of cops are, are going to lethal force, a lot of cops are getting themselves into really bad situations where they're losing their jobs. There's a lot of stuff that potentially is racism. And I say potentially because I can't, I won't say that every single situation is racism. I think it is just circumstance that people are starting to film everything. Um, and I'm not going to say it's not racism because there's a lot of this. I feel like there is some undertone that is a racist reasons why there's such such a dynamic of you know blacks being killed by cops. And not saying that like, statistically, if you study this, I'm sure there's people that are going to say, well, actually, more blacks and cops, whatever the case, I don't care. We have to get down to the root of why, right? Um, I, I, you know, me being Hispanic, I have been pulled over. 
I have been taken out of a car with a gun to my head and freaking, you know, for dumb shit. I get it, right? I see both sides of that. But I'm going to say this. This situation is one that I'm going to talk about. The rest of the situations out there, I can tell you, you would not have nearly as much issues with law enforcement if we focused more on our use of force training. Like the root of all this, all of this comes down to a culture of people comfortable in their own skin and willingness to engage with their personal weapons and a personal weapons in the use of force world in the military world and as, as an army combatant instructor as well it is your hands your fucking hands right i can control one individual by grabbing control of them and take them down to the ground putting them in a position for arrest technique and put their hand up boom put their handcuffs on boom situation is done and no time will i ever put my fucking knee by anyone's neck okay so I'm saying this because from my experience as a combatives instructor, as a use of force instructor in the Border Patrol, I never went to their, their course for use of force, but I did teach my combatives to the Border Patrol. I did three classes of 15 students each, no injuries, and every single one of those guys will use what I've taught them for the rest of their career, and they know they've gained some value in trusting their personal weapons at any moment that someone wants to go hand-to-hand with them at some point. Right now, I'm saying all this because I think, how do you fix this issue with law enforcement? It's a seven layer cake. And I've said this about other things. I say immigration is a seven layer cake. There's multiple, multiple things that need to be fixed in law enforcement so we can better provide, protect and serve for our communities. Okay. For some reason, we have an abundance of under-trained cops. And that's all this comes down to is under-trained. Okay, what is the first thing they fucking cut? The first budget they cut in almost everything in law enforcement is the training budget. And you know what? People are so afraid of use of force because there's injuries during use of force training. So they cut out the use of force training. I fucking know as much as anyone else because I've been there. We're like, look, you need a certain amount of hours to get your certifications. We're just going to go ahead and, and pencil with this and do a little bit of this. And that's enough. You guys go on about your way. I know this personally because the program that I wrote and developed with Matt Larson. Matt Larson is the man who brought Army combatives to the Army. I brought him in. We rewrote a program for the Border Patrol for use of force policies that would be more effective for an individual to be able to protect themselves in the event that they're in a hand-to-hand situation and still become dominant and safe and still using, in the military we call it, um, rules of engagement or the, the, the use of force continuum to make sure that they can gain an arrest without any major significant issues. Okay, now I taught three classes 15 fucking students each, zero injuries. We learned how to weapons retention. We learned how to do multiple different things, how to protect the weapon in case of an event, how to gain control, how to do takedowns, everything you can to grab an individual, snatch them off their fucking ass onto the ground, put them in a rest technique, put the handcuffs on them and put them in your fucking vehicle. I also had them sparring with me as the instructor, allowing them to hit me all the fuck they wanted so they can know what it's like to be in a real fight. 
I also put them through jujitsu courses and explaining to them some of the basics of jujitsu and how to get from a bad position to a positive position. At the same time, identifying that your weapon is on you. Yet no time are we going to pull guard as law enforcement officers. It's fucking stupid. But you do need to know how to get out of a bad position when put into a bad position. If you were tripped and falls onto your back as a cop and you still have your weapon there, how to protect your weapon, how to blade your body so it's protected between you and the ground and now get yourself to either some kind of position where you can sweep or maneuver or shrimp out into a dominant position and gain space so you can pull your weapon, so you can draw the pistol. Okay, all this isn't for you to get in a position to engage. It's for you to gain confidence in yourself as a weapon, as your hands as a personal weapon, to put yourself in these positions that you don't know what's going to happen when you leave that night for work. You have no idea if you're going to gain, get into an altercation with any individual. Okay, and when you do get into that situation, you want to make sure that you've trained proficiently at this to make sure that you and the suspect is now apprehended and you're safe and going home at night. So also we're hiring people that are 18, 19 years old with no life experiences and also not training them uh, properly and also not paying them properly. So it's this really hard thing. Our law enforcement, in my opinion, personally, cops, you can get mad at me if you want, but Hey, I've done your job and I wish I can still do it circumstances won't allow me to. It is what it is. But cops don't get paid enough. You're not hiring the, the cream of the crop. You're hiring the people that just want to be cops and get a, get a comfortable living. But they're only making shit. Some cities are making 30, 20, 30, 40 a year. That's not fucking fair for someone who has volunteered to risk their life to protect and serve. And then you send them out to go protect and serve without training these individuals to be the most proficient at their job. No, no, no. I'm not going to train you how to fight. I'm not going to train you how to protect yourself and be confident in your own skin. I'm not going to train you officer presence and demanding postures. I'm not going to train you in that. All I'm going to do is your annual training and shooting so that the only thing you're comfortable with drawing in an event that you're in some kind of fucking catastrophic situation is the only tool they've ever given you is your fucking gun. Damn. Talk about setting someone up for failure. Okay. I have a lot of cop friends. I have a lot of buddies who are still doing job and I respect that job so much. And I know a lot of my boys, they don't have an ego, right? And they really train hard. A lot of my buddies who are cops are also jujitsu practitioners and train in MMA. Those are the motherfuckers that know how to disengage, how to deescalate, how to take care of a situation because they do it every day in fucking training. When a motherfucker taps out, you stop. In the in the law enforcement world, when you get the cuffs on, it goes down. Energy drops. You go back into a position where like, okay, I have gained control of this situation. Let me put him in the car. Whew, thank God we're both safe. Thank God I didn't have to pull my pistol and engage on this individual because I was able to gain control of the situation. I was able to do my fucking job, right? Because a lot of these guys who are out there training on their own, it's because they know where this job can be. A lot of my friends who are law enforcement were, were, were military. Look, man, we don't go overseas just freaking. As, as an army ranger, you are raised in a fight culture. You fight. Why is that? Because you're raising fighters. You're going to go overseas and you're going to fight, whether you have to, have to kill someone with your bare hands or you engage on them either way. But you know what we also train? Rules of engagement. We follow them to a T. Is there mistakes? I, not, not in my units. I haven't seen one in my platoon personally. Things happen in war, but we have, we have rules of engagement for a reason. 
You get fire superiority of a situation. You control the situation. You win the situation. You go home. Okay? It's not the same in the civilian world, but there's the similar aspects of training is the most important thing you can do for your fucking officers. That gentleman right there that was on his neck, there's no way he's ever trained because he, he's never been in a situation where he felt like he didn't, couldn't breathe because he wouldn't have done that to that dude because I know what it's like to get choked out and wake up on the mat freaking with the tingles and say, yo, that sucked. Next, let's do it again. That individual, I feel sorry for the dude because for some reason you look at him and you know he doesn't train. He got in a lethal shooting in 2008. He got in a lethal shooting in 2010. He got in two lethal shootings in 2000, I think 2019, something like that. Like this dude is a shit magnet. Okay. And hopefully I'm, I'm curious to know more about those cases, but look, it's not my job. My point is who is not learning how to use his own personal weapons to go ahead and protect himself and his men to the left and right. Instead, you actually brought everyone down and no one stepped up to, to put to the plate and say, Hey, we need to de-escalate this. This is getting ridiculous. Take your knee off his fucking neck, bro. Back off. Hey, go stand over there and do something. You have to find a way to, to, to take care of your brothers to the left and right of you. And in that day, everyone failed. And I feel fucking bad in one aspect. Like, how the fuck did you guys fail each other? Because now you're probably going to face some jail time. I don't know. That's, that's, that's up to the course of the side. I think, I believe it's necessary. I believe it's only fucking necessary. And hopefully, this is a learning tool for the rest of the law enforcement out there. You have to know your fucking job and what you're authorized and not authorized to do. When you have a man in cuffs... The situation is under control at a point, right? Someone wants to run. I mean, like I said, that's going to be an interesting, that's going to be an interesting chase, but you know, it, it happens. But my point is you have to understand your own use of force continuum. You have to be diligent enough to train yourself for the fight and for the engagement so that you understand how to deescalate in moments like this. Lack of training, lack of experience it's only to blame for the departments that don't put the money towards training. Plain and fucking simple. You guys have to understand that. That is the root of this. Our law enforcement officers don't get paid enough. Our law enforcement officers, you know, they're, they're hiring 18, 19 year olds that don't get enough training and experience. You know, and the other thing, and this is the most honest thing I have to say, is law enforcement officers, they get a bad rap for having post-traumatic stress. It's a fucking hard job to do it day in and day out and day in and day out. And you can't tell the motherfucker that you're feeling some mental health issues here. Because what they do, they take your fucking gun and they put you in the goddamn office. There's got to be a better system. There's got to be a better way we can help our law enforcement officers, brothers and sisters, get the training they need and the help they need when they face a, a traumatic event that lethal force was necessary. Okay. I feel bad. I feel bad for what's going on right now. It's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. George Floyd, it, it is hard to hear what happened. You know, brother, I hope you rest in peace. And I hope this, and as sad as this has been going on for way too fucking long, but I hope this can help escalate training and, and, and bring eyes to the situation better. Um, I don't like involving race in this, but you know, this in, in the case of an investigation, maybe this was a race thing. Either way, it's just an unfortunate thing to see another person get killed by the cops. And what I believe is due to lack of training and lack of trust in their own personal abilities of doing their fucking job. I love my officer brothers. I hope you guys get the training you deserve. And if not, I hope you guys go out there and do your own training.
I'm sorry for the family, George Floyd. I, 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 man, my heart is with you. It was sad to watch. It was hard to watch. And it's still just unacceptable to understand how the situation got to where it did. Oh, man. What the hell is our world turning into? I just hope that you guys can, um, we can all learn from this, you know, and this is a hard subject, right? So there's going to get hate. I'm going to get hate because I said this about cops. Look, I didn't say I hate cops. I said I hate the fact that they cut training so guys can't fucking be proficient at their job. This is a tough one. Either way, I'm out. It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I took the blow.